Welcome to Seek the Globe podcast. This podcast is about three main things, travel, seeking discomfort, and mental health. Every week I'm joined by a new guest and we discuss a variety of topics, including travel tips, tricks, and advice, comfort zones and life lessons, as well as the importance of mental health. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. Today I'm so excited to be joined by Solomon from the UK. Solomon's channel is all about life and tech and engineering. He shares the insights of the industry as well as things he has learned along the way throughout his career. And we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Eric, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. And we're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for starting a YouTube channel, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So Solomon, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. It's going to be awesome just to yeah hear your you know views and opinions about the Creator Now program, um, and yeah talk to you all about YouTube and your and your channel um, as well as as travel and mental health, which we'll get onto uh, a bit later in the episode. So I first wanted to ask you know what are your dreams and ambitions, and why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow those dreams? <laughs> Straight into it. Um... Dreams and ambitions is just to share your own story, right? And to share your own journey uh, by creating content. I think a lot of people now want to be content creators. I feel like it gives you that creativity. Um, it puts you, it empowers you basically to share your own story. I think everyone on the internet now has a voice, which is great. Um, so you can share your thoughts, your experiences. Um, and the creator now, I felt like it was just to get a good insight um, behind the scenes of how things work. Before that, well, my channel's been going for about a year now. So when I saw Eric's Creator Now community and the program itself, I thought, you know what, let me give this a go and, and see what else I can learn because I love learning. Um, and obviously, if you learn from someone that's as fast growing as Eric, then it's great to be part of that community, right? Yeah, fantastic. And in terms of, you know, what you were hoping to get out of the Creator Now program, was it the community side to it? Was it growth on YouTube? Was it learning more about the editing and analytics? What really stood out to you and was the main reason why you joined in the first place? Um, it's a tough one because my channel is not traditionally similar to what Eric makes. Like the content's completely different. But at the same time, I thought, you know what, some of the core principles and concepts of like making content, having a schedule, uh, his notion templates, those are all very handy to me. Uh, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself in for. Uh, but at the same time, it was, I knew that there'll be a lot of people on the same journey. And yeah, building that connections with people all over the world on the same kind of um, aspirations as you, I think that was great. You know, that, that links on to my, my next question, which is I wanted to talk to you more in depth about that community side of Creator Now and the fact that it really is a global community. You know, people from all across Europe, America, you know, even in, I think there was someone in New, in New Zealand as well in, in season one of Creator Now. How was that for you? You know, we're all in different teams. I'm sure in your team you had people from all around the world. How was that for you, the sort of global connectivity of the programme? Uh, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was the best part about it, really, the community and how active it was. Um, as you know, we've had that Geneva instant messaging chat and it was always going off at random times of the day because obviously everyone's in different time zones. Um, and then, yeah, I met like the people that, was, that were my team. Uh, I made friends with them and they make completely different content to me, but it's great to like um, bounce ideas of other people in the community uh, and share your content because 
like you get extra views right from people out on the community and they're supporting you they're like commenting on your videos so yeah it's, it's great to be part of that um were we season one of yeah. create now yeah season okay one. yeah so was, yeah that's a that was a great thing about it right we were the first ones there um and i think a lot of people have renewed their subscription so they're a part of season two yeah i didn't i didn't go for season two but i just thought you know what i've learned what i needed to learn i don't know how different season two would have been um but no i, I really like the workshops as well which are very handy yeah the workshops were amazing you know learning from logan paul's editor hayden and talking to well listening to samir from you know colin and samir and obviously they talk all about the creator economy and all about youtube so um, yeah, that was fantastic. And in terms of, I guess, YouTube generally, what inspires you to create content or who inspires you? Do you have any particular channels that you take inspiration from? Um, I do. Uh, it's weird because the content that I consume is different to the content I make. Yeah. And I don't know if it should be like that. Like, should I be making content that I actually watch? Because I don't really re-watch my own videos. <laughs> so once I get it edited and uploaded, like I only maybe rewatch it once and then, and that's it. Whereas like the content I consume is like Logan Paul. That's like my favorite YouTuber. Um, but obviously to make content like Logan, you're, you're just comparing yourself to the, to the goat of YouTube and he's been doing it for such a long time. Um, but yeah, I do take inspiration from Logan. Um, just the way he presents and acts and communicates, but then similar channels to myself, Ali Abdal, I don't know if you know yeah. Ali's channel. Yeah. Um, so he's got a similar kind of channel. It's like talking headshots, sharing information, sharing his own insights, career experience, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like for me, I still haven't really found like what I want my channel to be about. Uh, I think that's like a growing thing. As you keep growing on YouTube, you kind of like test the waters and see, see what works. So I'm still at an early stage. I've got about 2,500 subs now probably. But yeah, it's such an early stage of my career, so I'm still experimenting and seeing where I want my channel to go. I'm sure that like in two years' time, I'll be making completely different content to what I'm making now. And that's the beauty of it, because it's your channel um, and you're in control, and that's the beauty of that. Yeah, I mean, you can literally take your channel in whatever direction that might be. And like you said, it, it you know will probably be different in a couple of years compared to now, and that's what's really cool about YouTube. And I guess you can look back at your videos and compare and sort of see what different content you created, you know, now compared to you know looking into the future so that in itself i think is really cool um now we'll move on to travel um a big part of this podcast um and i wanted to find out you know is travel important to you and have you traveled a lot in the past and if so what inspires you to travel yeah sure so yeah i have traveled in the past i've been pretty much all over the world been pretty lucky um, and fortunate because since i was young like my parents used to take me and my siblings everywhere um but yeah, like since I've grown up now, I like to travel with my friends, obviously. Sometimes even I consider traveling on my own. I want to do that too. So I've been to America a couple of times. You know, I've been pretty much anywhere in Europe. Been to like Asia, but not like South Asia yet. Um, but I do want to go to like Australia side and like Bali and stuff. But I've been like to the majority of Europe and America. And yeah, the reason I travel is just to get out of <laughs> where I am at the moment. Um, just because it gives you like a reset. And I feel like when you go away from where you live, you kind of get like a perspective of how things are when you're when you're away. Um, and then you can come back recharged and ready to go. But obviously for me, I love traveling. I love uh, figuring out and understanding different cultures, um, like experimenting different foods. Um, and like one of my favorite places is probably where you are now, Barcelona. Like I do want to, 
at some point take a break, career break, and then just travel properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend to go away like four or five times a year at least, but like last year I haven't been anywhere, so. Yeah, it's amazing to hear that travel is such a big part of your life. It is for me as well. It's my Traveling is one of my biggest passions and um, it's a big part of One Glow 360 and everything I'm doing with that. So um, yeah, it's fantastic to hear it's a, a big part, you know, for you as well. And you touched upon it a little bit in terms of your favourite parts of travelling, you know, I just wondered if you could nail down to just one favourite part, what would you say? Is it the people, the culture, the food? If you had to pick just one part of travelling that you love the most, what would you say? It's a tough one really, isn't it? Um, what is your favourite part of travelling? I would say the people, um, yeah. because I think it's the people you meet, leads you on to experiences and, you know, things that, you know, finding hidden gems, if you speak to local people, like mm. I, I, I definitely do all the touristy things when I go traveling, but I do really try and find those hidden gems as well. And it's often speaking to like, the local people where you can, you can find those hidden gems. Um, and they're the people that know the place you're visiting the best. So if you speak to them and understand the place. Um, so I think, yeah, probably the people, but it's a tough one because I think culture and that sort of links into culture. And then I love the food as well in different countries. So I'd probably say, I'd probably do a cop-out answer and just say all, th- all, all three of them but I'd probably say okay. if I had to pick I'd say probably the people yeah so people is a big one right because yeah you meet people you've never seen before and people all walks life and backgrounds but I like going away and then finding my way around the cities like if you like, I know my way around Barcelona now like, I've been there a couple of times and like, I know my way around Amsterdam like quite a lot of cities in Europe like mm-hmm. I just know my way around it without like having to take out a map and stuff so I think that's really big for me, like traveling, but then figuring out how you get around the city. Uh, I like I like that. So, yeah. And in terms of you said you've been to quite a few countries now around the world. Have you got any standout memories from your previous travels? Um, like a specific memory or yeah, just any, in general? If you think about travel and you think about all the amazing countries you've been to, does a particular memory or event or situation stand out to you? Um, I like uh, this one time I went to uh, Milan with my friend Uh, we flew actually to Turin I think it was like nine pounds on Ryanair we flew to Turin from London and from there we took a train to Milan stayed in Milan for a couple of nights then we took a train to Lake Como Mm -hmm. Lake Como is like the most beautiful place I've ever been to like if I was to go away again I'd just go there and just stay there for like a week um, but yeah, I, I really like Lake Como just because of like the mountains, you know, the, the massive lake. And it's just got such a nice vibe to it. Like everyone just seems really happy around there. Um, and then the food is also great, obviously, because you're in Italy. Uh, but then from there, we came back to Milan and then we flew to Barcelona. Amazing. So we stayed there for a couple of nights. So it yeah. was one of those where I've never really traveled from one city to another. I usually go to one place and come back. Yeah. So that's that's what made that trip so unique and special because I went to different places mm-hmm. uh, around Europe um, and it was fairly cost efficient. So yeah, yeah. I, I won't complain. And in terms of, you mentioned you've been to Barcelona and I'm, I'm here now at the moment. I'm just wondering, what do you love most about Barcelona? I like the cafes, the cafes. Yeah. Um, I don't know which part you're in, but um, I think, I can't remember what it's called, but it's near the beach, mm-hmm. uh, you know where the clubs are on the beach? Yeah. So I think it's like around that kind of area, but there's like this massive road and it's just got <laughs> cafes, restaurants on either side. I feel like anywhere you go in Barcelona, there's just like shops where you can eat, get yeah. coffee. It's just a nice nice vibe. Like I can just see myself living there and learning Spanish. 
Um, but yeah, I think that that's what I love most about Barcelona, like the cafe, and it's just got so, it just feels like a great environment to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've been here a week so far, um, and I've already get that vibe. Just it's such a like a welcoming place. There's, all, there's so much to see and do. Uh, the food's amazing. The weather's amazing. So it sort of ticks all the boxes, I think, for like a city to sort of uh, live in, which is amazing. Um, we'll move back on to, to YouTube now. And I really wanted to sort of hear your insight about sort of giving advice to someone who's just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers. What would you say to them? Or maybe flipping it, what do you wish someone had told you at the start when you first started your channel with zero subscribers? Um... I'd say just start, you know, I think everyone says that, just start, but yeah. it is actually the best advice. Like the more you think about it, you're just going to talk yourself out of it because that's what the mind does, right? Your mind just doesn't want you to do anything uncomfortable. It likes you doing what you normally do uh, and things that are like <laughs> easy for you. So you should just start, uh, forget about what anyone thinks, just make videos for yourself. So build a channel that you wish existed. That's what I think of it. Um, but yeah, and then stick to a schedule as well. You want to stay consistent because I think YouTube is all about momentum. Yeah. So once you start building momentum on YouTube every week, try and stick to a schedule, try and upload on the same day, maybe even the same time. Um, but then, yeah, then just stick to it. Don't try and skip any days or make excuses because once you build that momentum, it, it works in your favor. And as soon as you start taking some time out, then it slows down again. And then you need to rebuild that momentum again. So it'll it'll impact your growth on, on YouTube. So just tips like just get started, make the content that you want to make uh, and then make it the channel that you wish existed and then stick to a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. And in terms of, well, there's sort of two parts to this question. First question, what does success mean to you on YouTube? Because for some person, it could be a million subscribers or f- for someone else, it could just be getting a comment from a stranger that says, hey, I really enjoyed your video, it made my day, something like that. So success can mean different things for different people. So first question, what does success mean for you? And second thing, what do you think you have to do to be successful on YouTube? Is it luck? Is it consistency? Is it creativity, collaboration? What would you say on that one? So success, I think, just starting and making videos, I think that's the success already because you've already done way more than what other people wanted to do because a lot of people are scared to upload because they're scared what people think. I think just as soon as you overstep that, I think you've already like reached some sort of success, right? Because you've, you're making content um, but from there, obviously, you want to aim high. And I'm quite competitive um, and I like, like just growing. So I want to reach like the top of the YouTube chain. So every day I'm just like, I'm going to hit one million at some point. I just have to stay consistent. So it's not really about the numbers, but it's just making, just want to grow as fast as possible and as, as high as possible. I think that's just my competitive side. Uh, but what the second question, I guess, um, what makes success on YouTube? I think consistency, yeah. consistency is key. And it goes back, back to my previous point about momentum. Uh, if you stay consistent with anything that you do, eventually you'll get your breakthrough. There is some element of luck to it. Like there's there's definitely luck to it because some channels, like they upload once and they've gone viral. So yeah. there is some element of luck to it. But I think slow growth wins the race. Mm-hmm. So keep going, keep uploading and you build a better community. I think just having slow growth. So yeah. that's how I... Uh, that's how I speak to myself and think about it myself. Yeah. I think consistency is, out of all those factors I said, luck, consistency, creativity and collaboration. For me, consistency is the main one as well. Um, I think always is, is a combination of all of them. And for some people, I think, especially in Creator Now, but it was collaborating. I think a lot of the 
of people in the US, they were collaborating in season one and that for them worked. And for other people, it was just uploading once a week for the six weeks of the programme and that worked for them. So I think it's just figuring out individually what works for you. Um, and in terms of the world of content creation as a whole, I mean, it's such an exciting time to be a creator. What What's your opinion on you know, the world of content creation and sort of how do you think it will evolve in the future? Because there are so many opportunities now with NFTs, TikTok, YouTube, boxing events, like there's so much going on. Does that excite you? And what do you think will change or stay the same in the next five years, for example? Yeah, I think it's still quite early. Personally, yeah. I think it hasn't caught up yet. I think a lot of people do say it's overcrowded, but I don't think it's even caught up yet. Because if you think about the internet, right, the internet ain't even where it's going to be in the next five to 10 years. A lot of people don't actually watch YouTube. Like think yeah. about when like the next generation come through in our generation, we've grown up, we've grown up with YouTube and stuff. So the next few years, I think it's going to start to pick up. And I feel like even companies now, you need to have content in order to grow your business. So you need to be making content. Otherwise, you're pretty much irrelevant nowadays. So yeah, I don't think it's even peaked yet. So it's going to keep evolving for sure. Um, we've seen TikTok come in, short form content. You make one video and you've got 10 million followers, you know, it's exciting. Um, but I feel like it is going to more short content. Um, but I don't see it like disappearing. Like people are scared it's just going to disappear. I don't think so at all. Like we're not even, we haven't peaked yet, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to continue evolving. Uh, but then NFTs and stuff are pretty exciting. That's just like the next phase of the internet. Uh, and the blockchain but yeah hasn't peaked for sure i think if anyone wants to get started don't be scared just just get involved yeah definitely I, I couldn't agree more i think it's such an exciting time to be within the space of youtube and content creation and tiktok and social media and everything that that brings um i think it's only going to grow like you said as well um so yeah for me personally i'm really excited to be involved in, in it all at the moment and um, yeah trying to be consistent and, and like you said slow growth i think is definitely the right way to approach it you know Yes, you get some people that go viral and that's that, but it's quite rare. And actually for most channels, it's that slow, consistent growth over time, which, you know, will lead to, you know, ultimate, you know, success and success, like we mentioned, can be different for, for different people. Um, so what, what I'll do, we'll move on to the last topic of the podcast conversation, which is about mental health, a big part of Hornglobe 360 and everything that, um, yeah, the brand stands for. Um, so I wanted to, to ask you how important to you is raising awareness about mental health and what do you think we can all do to help, to help raise awareness? Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's very important, right? I feel, I feel like now it's more common than ever. Like, I feel like 10 years ago, no one would really speak about it. And I think it's great that we're more aware of it now. So companies are more aware of it. I think a lot of YouTubers and content creators and just inspirational people are out talking about it. And it's an important topic to have to discuss really. Um, and I don't think, I think back in there, you'd think if, if you talk about mental health, it's about being crazy and stuff, but it's not actually about that, right? It's about just having clear mind, um, being aware of yourself uh, and, and just not getting into your, own head, into your own head, just like starting YouTube, right? If you, if you think no one's going to watch you or people are going to judge you, that's some sort of mental health that you're, that you're thinking about. Whereas if you just stay positive around stuff um, and then, yeah, just, just be yourself. I feel like you can raise awareness definitely by like, you can read, you can reach out to people, you can speak to your friends about it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an important part to, to everyone's life. Like I do some meditating as well when I wake up and I feel like it clears my mind completely in the mornings. And, and our journal as well, that's some sort of help for my mental health. It like takes all my thoughts out puts onto a paper and it just refreshes me really. Yeah, amazing. It's so good to 
to hear that you are actively, you know, doing things to look after your own mental health. And for everyone, it's different, you know, it like could be meditation or journaling, or it could just be, you know, focusing on a hobby that you have, for example, it's different for everyone, but it's really good to hear that like you actively do things as a, as a part of your routine in, in the day to like look after your mental health. And I think just having open and honest conversations, I, I guess like we are now just even talking about it, you know, on a podcast, yeah. it's really important, right? Just to get the message out there that, you know, it's so important to speak about, you know, how people are feeling and we all go through struggles in life, ups and downs. And um, it's just, yeah, being, being able to sort of be open and honest about that um, and just having, you know, having the conversations, which is super, super important. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for, your your insight on everything that we've spoken about today i really really appreciate it just one more thing where can we find you on on social media and on youtube yeah sure so on instagram is at i am solomon and on youtube it's solomon shahir um but yeah no thanks for having me that was really really fun and yeah keep up what you're doing it's great to see that you're um raising awareness and just talking to different creators fantastic thank you very much no worries recording Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Seek the Globe podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review. Also, if you'd like to follow the podcast on Instagram, you can check it out on at Seek the Globe podcast. See you next week for another episode.